Are you ready, Caitlin? I am. Top six ways to defeat Apep or Apophis. <laughs> Number one, yes. spitting upon a pep. Two, that. defiling a pep with the left foot. Three, <laughs> taking a lance to smite a pep. Four, okay. right. battering a pep. Five, taking a knife to smite a pep. <laughs> and six, putting fire upon a pep. I love this new BuzzFeed article beginning of our... <laughs> Thank you. I don't know if it's Apep. It's also written Apophis, which is not very helpful. Mm. But Egyptian priests telling Ra how to, how to help them kill kind of a sky dragon, possibly dragon. It's translated as serpent or dragon uh -huh. in different ones. But if you're ever in the thing where you're like, oh man, at dawn and dusk, uh, when the horrible... <laughs> darkness comes that's a peps time and i gotta help Ra defeat him uh any of those six not would be clickbait. great not clickbait top six ways to defeat a pep. top six ways to defeat a pep <laughs> i love that that's a i feel My like we haven't, we haven't defiling a pep with the left foot that was no very right interesting foot. yeah yeah he's very anti-foot stuff i guess yep yeah right foot is out mm-hmm I love that this this new mode. We've I don't think we've cold opened with starting with the, <laughs> with the facts immediately. I'm proud of us. I love this. We're starting it new. We're two two months post last record. <laughs> it's fine. We're, it's better than we did prior to that. So it's awesome. I think we're doing great. It's good. We're on an upswing. We are. Hello, hello, and welcome to Stonehouses, an amateur guide to fiction, fable, and folklore. I'm Caitlin Bruder, and I'm Burn Weaker. Hello. And I know a lot about snakes now. That's a lie. Uh, <laughs> no more snakes than you did before. are complicated and great, but mm -hmm. they're a big, a big subject, and not yeah. what we're talking about today, no. except obliquely. A little bit. What are we talking about today? Here be dragons. <laughs> so many. So like I was like one? I knew I knew there were a lot, but like. They're the big one. If you it look was, at Wikipedia, yeah. the image for mythological portal is a dragon. <laughs> Specifically a Welsh dragon. Oh, love that. That's I very good. That too. That's good. I feel like so dragons. You know them. You yes. love them. Yes. They're a part yeah. of your heart and your home. And your childhood, if you were me and were obsessed with the dragonology books and could write in dragon script in elementary school. Hot damn. You never told me the writing in Dragon Script. That's that's a fresh level. No, it's so good. good. It had a little cipher in there that you could learn, and like I like writing and it's basically just like a let like one to one, Love ABC that. with alphabet. Oh my god, I was obsessed with that. Me and my friends would write notes to each other in oh, the like in the Dragon Script so all cute. the time. Oh, I, I loved it. I loved that stuff. <laughs> I briefly but powerfully believed that dragons were real, but we can get oh, yeah. into that a bit later. Uh, dragons are everywhere, right? They are. They are. Do coast we have to coast, coast to coast to coast to coast, like butter and to coast. coast, all of them? Coast. Yeah, every coast. Do you have uh, an etymology corner? Yes, I do. Just a second. Oh, I love it. Let me find it. I have too many tabs. I know open. this. The, probably the biggest um, note stock I've had in a while. <laughs> it's just a lot. There's a lot of it. A lot of dragon. From the Greek dracon meaning mm -hmm. serpent, also possibly sea monster or huge serpent. So it's it's a big umbrella. It's really and big. And if it's a big uh, scaled umbrella, mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Of exceptional size. Yeah. Very, yeah. Like, going through all of this and, like, all the things that could be considered a dragon just by virtue of that definition being so, like, yeah, it's whatever, man. Like, it's... Baby. <laughs> There's so many. I love it. I love... What's what's those, like, uh, those, like, grid format memes where it's, like, like traditionalist, uh, purist, like, loose whatever, like... <laughs> I want one of those where it, like, breaks down dragon where, like, at the bottom, right, where it's, like, whatever, uh, and it's, like, a cup of tea is a dragon or something like that. I think that'd nice. be fun. <laughs> uh, I'll think about it really So hard. do you want to hear a theory about why dragons are so common in all mythologies? I really do. I love this. I want to know. Um, so the obvious one that a lot of people have put forward, sea serpents, man. A lot of mm. big stuff in the ocean that wow. when you're... A sailing vessel and you see a whale breach you don't know what the rest of that creature looks Mm -hmm. like it's so much bigger than you and so much bigger than anything you've ever seen it's going to be a bit hard to rationalize what the rest of that looks like that's why you see old drawings of whales with like big old shark teeth (laughs) or like weird fins i mean Um, they do have weird teeth to be fair they do have weird teeth but uh i just like this because of the low-key folklorist uh, shade thrown upon him. (laughs) So David E. Jones wrote a book, The Instinct for Dragons, in which he argues uh, that dragon-like reptiles, sorry, uh, that dragons are inspired by three of the most primitive fears of where it goes. Cat, snake, and raptor. I Uh, love that. (laughs) Basically, these three elemental human fears that all get wrapped up into one big reptile that we're all afraid of snakes Mm -hmm. uh as gene is no wait he's not afraid of snakes but i am afraid of snakes where are their arms and legs it's not okay (laughs) sorry actively remembering that song from bob's burgers (laughs) good he's not afraid of cancer or sharks but he is afraid of snakes fair I peaked a bit, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so, great. This whole thing, he has a whole book where he digs up all these images to support his claim. Uh, and then Paul Jordan Smith, in the spring 2002 issue of Western Folklore, refutes it by saying, well, okay, so Dr. Ogden in the same thing says, though the cat- compound cat-snake-raptor creature imagined by Jones is West- mostly the Western stereotype based on medieval in- imagery, uh, Jones sought out similar images in a way that lacks rigor. So, like coming to the conclusion first, and then finding finding animal finding pictures that go with it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And Paul Jordan Smith wrote, "One is tempted to say, as Dorothy Parker once did, that this oh, book Dorothy is Parker. not a book to be tossed aside lightly, lightly, but thrown violently. But no, <laughs> it is not worth spending even that much energy on." <laughs> Uh, basically he says you can't demonstrate that the fears of an ancestral hominids are coded into the human brain. There's not really, it's one of those questions where there's not a great way to prove it. You can't, yeah. at, as science is now, you're not going to go into the brain and find, ah, here's the bit where the dragon is encoded. <laughs> the in dragon-shaped there. part of the brain. Oh my god. We only use 10% of our brain because the other 90% are, are built-in um, fears mm-hmm. of dragon and dragon-like creatures. <laughs> Much as fear is stored in the knees. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Did you know that? <laughs> no, I will think of it often now, though. Good. I love it. 
Yeah, so it's one of those questions where it's such a big part of so many cultures and it goes back such a long way that picking one thing to be the Ur origin or the Ur source of dragons, I mean, it could be any of them, it could be all of them, it could be none of them. It's just too old uh, and too big. Because people love... like telling stories. It's our number one thing. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's what we do. Like, that's our our whole existence is, like, around stories, memories. You know, it's all, it's all in there. I love it. It's how we rationalize things. Mm-hmm. The storytelling a... ape. Yeah. I had um uh, a friend once tell me that <laughs> our science is just the, like, our current science is just the future's past mythology. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> It's true. I mean, it, it is. It's, it's, you know, folklore and stuff and all of that type of thing that we talk about now. Like, we've talked about in other episodes. Like, that's just what how things were explained at the time. And maybe in 50 years, like, half the shit we know now, we'll find out, hey, actually, that isn't entirely true. And that's, I don't know, that's interesting. We just, we explain things. We explain a lot things of the stuff. way we do. Yeah. And sometimes the explanations are very complicated. I have uh, a little bit more. Adrian Mayer, who is a specifically concerned with like paleontology and dinosaurs um there's been put por- forth the theory that maybe early excavation of fossils or other prehistoric animals where you didn't know what the bones were i mean you've yeah seen, i love that one i love like that. a mammoth uh like mammoths as inspiration for uh monocular giants mm-hmm. mm, what yeah is yeah yeah, I'm yeah looking for that's really cool it's what monocular giant yeah one eye yeah. Cyclops. There it is. Sorry, I peaked again. I need to sit <laughs> slightly farther away from you're, my microphone. You're okay. Um, but the idea of unearthing these quote-unquote dragon bones, like in... I love that. That's one of my favorite explanations. Uh, in Poland, there is a a cathedral with dragon bones hanging outside of it. This is just from the dragon Wikipedia page, so yeah, not yeah, exactly yeah. a deep dive. Yeah. But they're actually from a place to see mammal. So uh, all kinds of big beasts leaving behind their bones and people trying to construct things out of them, especially from giant creatures. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Also, people really like putting forward that Loch Ness monster. Oh, what if there's still a dinosaur left yeah, and right, they're yeah. swimming yeah. around in the sea? I love that. I do love that. <laughs> we do uh, at some point. We've said it before. We have to do a Loch Ness monster episode at some point. If you choose to believe that there are still dragons swimming around out there, Maybe that brings you joy. I don't yeah, know. That's good. But yeah. Big that's the... big topic, big story. Yeah. Um, big, big creatures also. Just like I know that like s- crocodiles got dubbed dragons. Like if there was just a big crocodile, big alligator somewhere, like there was, I think, dragon. I think it's a, a specific, I think it's a Filipino myth, perhaps, if I'm remembering my notes correctly, that was like, it was like, oh yeah, they, they have this dragon type creature uh, or like this dragon type creature in mythology, and it was a, a crocodile. <laughs> we also have the phenomenon of, like nowadays you wouldn't think of it, but uh, <laughs> I was about to reference Harambe uh, <laughs> in the year of our Lord 2022. But the idea that certain animals would, certain animals or predators would have such an effect on a small population that they would be mythologized in some yeah. way yeah yeah uh, like like singular or or f- packs of animals would have their own mythology built around them because yeah, they were yeah, yeah. 
of actual danger to mm-hmm. uh to prehistoric people mm-hmm. like that's how like that's i mean that is that's your reality there's this huge mm-hmm. force of you know nature and existence you know they're gonna build stories around it the also, um, uh, animistic sources if we look at quote-unquote chinese dragons the idea mm-hmm. of them being more like river shaped yeah and then being kind of a more animistic river thunder water yeah we can talk a guy. little bit about the um differences between western and eastern like depictions of dragons uh in a sec but one thing one thing i loved was like specifically in the fossil based myths where it's oh they literally were digging up uh dinosaur bones or mammoth bones or like these mm-hmm. gigantic things that like you know you pull them out you know that that goes inside a creature wow it's big um uh northern china is still considered like this gig- this huge um dinosaur hotspot like in paleontology yeah. like so they had i mean not obviously ready access they had to have probably found it on accident but like if you were you dig up a big a uh, dinosaur skeleton you're like whoa you know that thing that was that must have been huge like how do you build that creature back out or like we still do that today now with like you know tech like different technical programs and stuff and art like art rendered 3d renders but like you would do you would do the same thing even without that type of technology like how would i build this creature back out what did this look like what did it do it's also worth saying that china has a lot of um fossils of prehistoric birds Mm -hmm. not necessarily missing link between birds and dinosaurs but stuff that was developing wings and would have been dragon like i like uh if you look up four winged bird that's a cool guy archaeopteryx i think was dug up around there question mark I'm not going to look it up. That's a power move. (laughs) The rise and fall of four-winged birds. That's so dramatic. I love that. Yeah, I'm going to look about this later. How else are you going to sell copies of your your magazine or your book? You've got to make it sound real good. Prolific Chinese dinosaur hunter. So, yeah, we're saying that traditional Western dragons have four limbs and then the wings. So six Mm -hmm. limbs total. Whims. (laughs) <laughs> uh, is what we call the wing limbs, uh, as opposed to uh, Chinese dragons. I'm going to keep using that term because it's what is used in a lot of uh, dragon generalist stuff to de- mm-hmm. depict Eastern dragons. Why don't I just say Eastern dragons? Maybe yeah, that's better. Yeah, yeah Western Eastern. Yeah, they're different. Um, like, and there's even in between. There's just dozens yeah. of different types too. But yeah, we can do Western Eastern. Not traditionally winged, winged. Mm-hmm. But many limbed, sometimes just the four, sometimes lots, because they were very, very long. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of depictions, like I said, it's the the river imagery, the flowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but also serpent-like, very long, sometimes have... Uh, I do like this. The kind of... It's a little bit equine. It's a little bit human. It's mm-hmm. the yeah. kind of whiskered face. Yeah. There are some older depictions of dragons as serpents with human faces mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, although i much prefer what they what they <laughs> kind of settled on recently yeah. i love the the so the specific we can talk about the the specific differences between um eastern western so like you said eastern dragons have this they ha- t- tend to be associated with elemental things specifically water in the sky like water and the sky the sky being also considered uh, an ocean in classical Chinese thought, which mm-hmm. was super cool. I didn't know that. Bringers of rain, um, stuff like that. They can be associated with like wood and earth. Um, so- there's some fire, but it's mostly like 
it's mostly like this water this this life bringing thing um there's depictions of them being kind of uh, it's called i think the trope is called a mix and match creature um so like they're <laughs> they're like partially different animals um they, they were described as uh, lion snakes or they evolved out of seahorses or uh fish or stuff like that where like they're these different the different parts of different animals kind of uh put together instead of just a big lizard chimeric <laughs> um, chimeric that's the word i'm looking for yeah yeah yeah. and they have kind of uh, uh if they're having h- horns um they're generally not always there are some with just like regular horns but they have uh uh there's deer-like antlers mixed in there which i think is really gorgeous um mm-hmm. and and eastern dragons one thing i love about eastern dragons is they can be like tiny as a bug or like they are universal size they fill the sky like they have this whole range of of scale that is not um specifically you know they're just big or they're you know horse-sized or bigger like they are teeny teeny tiny or this quote is they can fill the space between heaven and earth (laughs) so which is so cool i Um, also think they're very pretty like like the celtic knot i think they're an opportunity for artists to yes yeah uh create a lot of depth just through like interweaving shapes that's very beautiful uh and also very ornamental which yes yeah 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 always into mm-hmm. they have one thing like this this like beautiful this life essence they have they're generally in eastern like uh folklore specifically chinese folklore are more benign um or even uh benevolent in some cases um they are capable of like huge you know yeah. destructive they're very strong they're very very powerful but they're as smart as people they're very they're very smarter. intelligent yes a lot of the time they have this much greater wisdom even um generally when it comes to uh, eastern dragons it, it's japanese folklore i believe that has dragons sometimes portrayed as emo- evil i think there's like an eight-headed emo d- dragon um but for the most part um they they're very like they're life bringing they're like they're the opposite of destruction like they are good they have wisdom they can impart um things upon you uh they don't really hoard magical treasures really they sometimes there's a lot of stories that have them making them um they they hoard wisdom uh that's their thing like they they are eternal like eternally learning and observing and um or they may they could be omniscient in some cases i don't know um but like you had said they they usually have the one head and the four legs, they're usually longer snake-like, and there's more pairs, you know, as that fills out. They can fly more via magic or, like, swimming through the air. If you think, um... I think that's Easy really pop gorgeous. culture reference, like, Haku from, um... Spirited uh, Away, Spirited the way away. it's animated. That beautiful, like, there's no wings. You just, you just like, swim through the air. Um, it is, and- like, some snakes swimming, not... Some of them, I think, can swim in water. I don't think yeah. they swim on water, but it's the the movement, the That's, undulation yeah. is gorgeous. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, and when they do have wings, I would. It's usually they're more bird like than like bat like that you'd see in like western western dra- dragons. Um, again, but yeah, they're usually usually <laughs> they're usually you know like you said really smart. They have other magical abilities. They can transform. Sometimes they're divine or a god. Just basically, they're just a deity. Um, they're mo- pretty much invincible. Um, but in this, there's in in the in this lore, people aren't usually looking to uh, kill them. Yeah, <laughs> they're not. Uh, it's not a big. Dragons aren't out there for slaying. They're out there for wisdom 
and yeah exactly this I, this is my my, my favorite quote about this which was since they live and breathe the essence of life itself they are the exact opposite of being poisonous and i was like oh that's pretty that's really pretty Gorgeous. um but they have yeah, yeah so they're not just they, monsters they're not monsters they are they are deities they are part of nature kind of a thing and so like the i believe that the so long is the original name used to kind of describe saltwater mm-hmm. crocodiles um and that's kind of tied into the word for it's their affinity to water is is tends to be tied back to long being used to also describe crocodiles (laughs) and like water water creatures so like they're they're much accidental bilingual bonus of they are long they are also long yeah (laughs) which is yeah so that's eastern dragons chinese dragons there's different obviously that is not a homogenous yeah society none of these are not not all of that doesn't describe one particular story they're all pieces from lots of different stories um but the the general vibe of that versus western dragons is totally totally different um it's either they're very beautiful like they're very serene they have this serene quality um there's a weird thing that i think you see a lot in wikipedia and a lot of other like it is a western source it's written in american english but crediting like well we think that maybe eastern dragons were inspired by images of the cetus uh from ancient greece uh and it get and you you don't see the question asked of Okay, but dragons were around in the Middle East, which is yeah. kind of neither neither <laughs> yeah. here nor there. Uh, you have in like clay tablets with cuneiform, yeah. you have stories with dragons in them. Yeah. Cultures can come up with their can... own stories independent of each other without being inspired by another another culture. It always does. <laughs> it's always uh, annoying to see people trying to look for a direct link, like. A to B to C to D yeah. to all Which these different the case, stories. You know? be- yeah. Because it does remove the element of like human creativity and individual experience. Yeah. I do understand like the impetus, like the urge to find almost like a scientific track between these, but you know, storytelling, yeah. dude. Story, yeah. Especially when it comes to something like this with dragons where they are literally like they are made of in visual sense like made of parts that we recognize in creatures that we do know exist like that 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 doesn't that's not a huge leap to say that all of these cultures came up with these independently like mm-hmm. and when it comes like you said like uh, uh, dinosaur bones and like or just like the bones of just creatures that you know maybe were placed funky that you made uh, you know extrapolations from that's not like a huge jump to say that this is something that could it was very easily you know come up with solo and independently of of other of of outside influence Uh, which is funny in the context of people being like they couldn't have all come up with it separately and it's like it's (laughs) not that big of a jump yeah it's not that hard (laughs) oh man oh yeah so in in comparison um western dragons i are so like we the the two of us we are you know fantasy people like uh we played dungeons mm-hmm. and dragons and stuff like that so like we have this this very it's specific got dragons picture. in the name exactly it's got dragons in the name um spoilers for our tabletop corner wow i wonder which game gets involved in that one um the <laughs> so like i said western dragons are more just are like a big reptile big lizard They're, like perseus fought cetus it's usually like cetus is more of a sea monster but like mm-hmm. 
it has to do with dragons and it tends to be the dragons are terrorizing something. The overlap is pretty, yeah, that overlap is, is pretty strong. Yeah. Um, it's like dragons are a thing to be slain. Yeah, it, yes. They tend to be, we've got like this this big like hulking creature um, with usually wings, these pointed like devil's horn style, um, like more thinking like uh, rhinoceros or uh, triceratops, like that, that style. Um, if they've, they've got frills and maybe fins or something like that, um, they're usually associated with fire. That's, you know, breathe as their whatever attack where they, they live in like a hearth or like in coals and cinders. Um, in like the the Greco-Roman Germanic area of it, there kind of is usually more likely to be associated with water um, in like swamps and lakes and stuff. But like generally, the one we see now in in pop culture would be the the fire breathing, yeah, um, for uh, volcanic style. Just to harp on a little longer about pre-modern ideas about dragons, mm-hmm. um, like Leviathan in the Bible. Uh, has yeah. so many parallels in other mythologies. There's, uh, I can't say his name, Thor slaying German uh, Gander. I can't say that name, but Indra and Virtra, Virtra, uh, Tiamat and Marduk. Yeah. Uh, yep. They're all over the place. Dragons as a form of chaos. By the way, the guy I was talking about earlier, Apeth, the one you want to mm-hmm. defeat uh, <laughs> with the six number one steps. Um was a counterpoint to the god Ra, where he was seen yeah. as an a, a incarnation of chaos, which mm-hmm. comes to uh, tends to come around embodiment of chaos, gonna eat eat the world or eat eat <laughs> people or eat There's their a lot, animals. A lot of this, yeah, a lot of this like demonic. We hate people. Like they're really antagonistic or like straight up just like satanic in some in some spaces. Yeah. Um, if they're smart, they're pretty manipulative, or they they're mess nasty. with humans. Um, if they're not, you know, the wizened type, they are, like, beast to be slain kind of a thing. Or, uh, like, dragon riders, like, they're, like, mounts into battle or whatever. Um, they're definitely more animalistic. Yeah. And they're, like, you get, like, the kidnapping princesses, um, hoarding gold, uh, terrorizing villages they're greedy they they you know what they have this thing that they they want they want rule they want power they want to um, eat virgins they want to eat why. virgins they taste better <laughs> in in the in contrast to like eastern eastern style it's kind of like they'll have lots of heads and legs and it's all varied like one to six mm-hmm. heads four legs a pair of wings um tails usually they kind of these guys usually have tails um, there's also like versions with no legs or versions with like two legs and wings. Like they're all just kind of all over the place. Um, there's probably some kind of really generalized broad point you could draw about the difference in complexity between Western and Eastern dragons. Yeah, but yeah. like, <laughs> it's always it's always gonna be yeah too big of a too big of a thing to yeah declare. It, they're big. Hmm. Yeah. Too big a sandwich to eat. What? Yeah, no. that's too, too. Yeah, no, I like that. Too that's big too a sandwich big of a sandwich. To sandwich. Yeah. I love it. Too yeah. Sandwich too big. Too big. Um, like uh, I feel like a lot of things we've talked about before. Tolkien um made a a pretty big splash here in. Oh, in of course um, he did. Pop Medieval. culture dragon lore. Yeah, yeah. Um, before like Lord of the Rings stuff and like his his sort of you know. Uh, 
contribution to pop culture um dragons didn't really uh speak that wasn't as common uh if at all um they were not really they were more bestial i guess and had like the, the like the predator style like smarts but um after tolkien they were became like at usually at least as as the as the intellect level as humans um and yeah. often more that's where like the wizened smart conniving kind of came post tolkien they're definitely in the mindset of manipulative predator though yes oh totally totally um although i think there are variations on that in modern pop culture but <laughs> man it I do like leaning into the whole almost like alien intelligence yeah, thing where it's yeah. like you can bargain with a dragon, but their values are going to be different. Yeah, totally. Yeah, they've got, they've, let's see, we've got, let's say, you've got their scales and kind of armor. They're kind of usually have some sort of resistance to either like magic or their particular element or they are magic. Um, they have a little bit of transformation stuff. You get, you see, um, like dragons turning into humans, um, mm-hmm. uh, that sort of a thing. I think that I think Eastern dragons have a little bit more of a like, just shape shifting into like whatever they want. Whereas I feel like with Western yeah. dragons, you mostly just see if they're transforming, it's into people usually. Yes. Um, we have the Zeus esque. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go bang a human, and we're gonna have. <laughs> incredible half dragon uh children um they also live for a long time um they're sometimes immortal um but usually Mm. they can be killed like that's usually like the point of western western dragons is like this is a a thing to overcome um but they're really hard to kill obviously they're really strong you have like the fatal weak spot trope so like smog has that that like one missing scale the missing scale um odd was like here i go yeah 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 um this was it used to before again a pre-post token thing pre-token it used to be it was traditionally like under the chin like on the neck or under the mm-hmm. chin post token it became uh the chest or the belly uh which is again huh. just the influence like it's because of his story because smog it was on his like Weird. i was on his chest or was i don't remember i was thinking there it was in um... yeah so it kind of that kind of became the that became more commonplace which is interesting to me yeah, I feel like the thing that makes logical sense for me is like the jugular or under the rib cage, where it's like yeah. that's where you'd hit a human. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Those are both very squishy spots. It's got to be so specific, though. It's got to be that boy, one do scale. People love Tolkien, so. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, the the scale thing was a thing before Tolkien. It just the location kind of changed. There is actually there's a scale thing with Eastern dragons, so I don't actually know what the specific oh, yeah. myth is, but there is a um, an Eastern dragon has a supposed sometimes will have a single reverse scale under the chin um but it's not a way to kill them it's just if you uh touch it or rub it the wrong way uh it will go into this rage like you can make a like it (laughs) makes a cat cat. exactly yeah yeah like no more no more like that it's exactly that was my thought exactly so i'm sending you you know a picture of the uh coptic writing of apep just because i think you'll appreciate it that it does look dragon like A whoa! <laughs> a whoa! <laughs> that is exactly what it looks like. I love that little friend shaped. Ugh, yeah. Uh, let's see what else do we have? Western dragons last ha- before we get into specific stuff. Uh, oh, they're yeah. like the poisonous, 
blood or breath or spit or parts of them like if you touch it you kill it that was kind of more in traditional myths um but if you can you know bottle it correctly you can like put it on a weapon or something like that or take or or get a power or invincibility any part you got of a dragon probably gonna be magic yeah what's that that song uh the the pete's dragon uh what do they do they kill dragon they would want to very badly they want all oh, the parts okay. of the dragon we'll pull i'll pull it up afterwards actually okay. there's I, I was gonna talk about it later there, pete's dragon had no reason being like the music had no reason being as good as it was like it was like it's I'm definitely a 70s puff the magic dragon uh no puff the magic dragon is a song pete's dragon is a disney movie uh, uh. and a, probably a book i believe it was a book too but it uh uh very very much i love 70s <laughs> children's movies an abnormal amount i watched it like a couple weeks ago with a friend but it's the the music in it is so fun i want to see a stage production of that of that story specifically the the movie take the movie script and put it on stage i think it would be so good it would be so fun i have not seen the new movie they did like a reboot of a couple years ago did not see it because they showed you the dragon and the whole point the drag is invisible i don't know anyways i <laughs> we'll watch it we'll watch it a time i i love that movie it's very good but the music they sing a whole song about all of the parts of a dragon that if they killed it that they could um oh. cure with the bits so I mean, as look, with most creatures they have that kind of a thing but yeah dragons dragon bits <laughs> do you ever think about uh I think we've probably talked about it on the show, but the law of signatures, the idea that, like, how something looks tells you what it will cure. Oh, oh yes, yes. I don't know if we've talked about it on the show before, but I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. That I think that's so looks like cool. an ear. You can use it to cure earache. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yes. Which, I mean, is a heck of a way to to determine things. I mean, so. like, a lo- like, in a base level logical sense i mean i can see where that would be coming from like that makes Mm -hmm. sense maybe not scientifically but Mm -hmm. like connections the human brain loves to make connections we love patterns we love things that look like other things we love i forget what the term is but small things that uh presage or explain bigger things or big things that explain small things yes all all lovely human magic Mm mm-hmm um, I have, I mean, we have all kinds of stuff, but, uh, do you want to talk about, uh, my dragon film? I really do. I know where this, I know the story and I think you need to talk about it a lot. I think it's very good. All right. Great. So, uh, as a kid, I watched a lot of Walking with Dinosaurs, that kind of style of documentary. Uh, and as a child, I also watched the film Dragons, a fantasy made real or in... <laughs> Uh, other country, Dragon's World, or The Last Dragon. I don't know why they had to put it under so many names, but it was a 2004 docufiction, quote-unquote, mockumentary, whatever you want to call it. The point is, there was a brief and beautiful period of time where I believed that dragons were real because I didn't pay attention to the first five minutes where they <laughs> tell you that it's a document. It's not a real documentary. Doesn't our friend Maureen have the ex- like the exact same experience where like probably she started it like halfway through? To Maybe be fair, someone else. But like the part yeah, where I mean, they, they, they disclaim is very vaguely worded. I think yeah. for a child to understand. Yeah. No. Um, it it's vaguely worded in a way where it's like 
if you're a kid and you already kind of want to believe it, yeah, of course totally. you're going to say. But I mean, I'm sure that's uh, kind of the point a little bit, but it did it did lead yeah. to several people I know. That very specific film did lead to several people I know wholeheartedly believing in dragons because they saw a documentary on TV. Like, I think that's so good. <laughs> it's one, it's well done in general. They have uh, some CGI effects that have that walking with dinosaurs, like... Yeah. Uh, like here's what might have happened a narrative element for different kinds of dragons but what it focuses on is like how could they have worked in a sense of like okay it's too heavy to fly all right it has a uh it has like a bladder that produces hydrogen and aids buoyancy that they can also use uh to create fire because hydrogen is you know flammable and it's a whole thing it's presented scientifically it's like it's like a mockumentary kind of watching it back it's much less credulous than i remember in terms of the way it's filmed because it does have a heavy like okay here's the uh here's the scientist here's his narrative of finding Mm -hmm. the things but the presentation of each of the things like the idea that the Chinese dragon would have survived because it was uh, that marine dragons would have survived because they uh, were in the ocean during the KT event uh, as opposed to other large reptiles so like why (laughs) crocodiles survived and stuff like that and it's (sighs) I love that it's a fun movie we have to watch this too like this has to go on our list of things we need to watch because of the show Yeah, (laughs) together (laughs) it's it's very fun. Some of the artists sets are a bit goofy, but uh, they do put a lot of work into this uh, this attempt to be like, all right, so here's how it maybe could have worked. Here's what the functions would have been. Uh, it does note, like it says, uh, somewhat similar to the Dragonology books. Yeah. So similar vibe. I love it. Oh, I love those dream. books. I wish I had brought it back i think i was gonna bring a couple of my like ology books back with me when i was at my parents house last and i forgot and i was so sad i had they're all still in the basement like i'm gonna go dig them up (laughs) uh it's narrated at least in the u.s version by patrick stewart oh lovely which i managed to not realize until (laughs) moments ago (laughs) good love it we love the surprises of things that our child mind did not comprehend that we get to I rediscover just, later. I'm so easily tricked because it really is in the style of walking with dinosaurs yeah. and all of those with the CG bits that are uh, like a wildlife documentary. Like, mm-hmm. here's Jeff. Let's see Jeff <laughs> die kind of thing. Getting fucking David Attenborough out here to, to uh, tell you all God, about how dragons are real. <laughs> I want to... St- all animal documentaries, I need to stop before anything dies. <laughs> just... Find joy. Fair, yeah. Um, but yeah, it it's cool. It drives it drives a lot of content from you know comparing parts of actual living reptiles and animals and explaining how they work and how that might be posited onto or transposed onto the fictional dragon. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I love it. That was that was my thing. I was never into like um. Aragon or like the Dragon Riders of Pern or mm-hmm. the actual fiction. I I think I've always had an aversion to like 
pet fiction because I know that the pet is probably going to be imperiled in some sort of way. Yeah. That's why I was never... That was my true barrier... Sorry, I peaked again. That was my (laughs) true barrier to ever being like a horse kid. I was always (laughs) like, can't engage with that media because those animals, they're gonna... Always in trouble. Always in trouble and I can't handle that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, are we pop culture? What's happening? I have, so okay, so I knew, like, logically how many, like, variants of dragons there were, but, like, but seeing them all listed out, I was like, oh, my God, like, wow, these guys are everywhere. <laughs> like, really you've are. got, they really are, like, and I, most of these, specifically the ones that I'm about to list are, like, Western sets, so you've got, like, like the wyvern, wyvern, with, like, the, I guess, bat like wings less fire more yeah. venom i guess they're all kind of different, i've also whatever seen you wyvern used as a term for young male dragon yeah, which young, shows yeah. you how yeah absolutely all of these words in there. <laughs> all of these words are just cool, totally commingled weird. and there's like there's like yeah we're, like a worm like a drake which is um, maybe like like less size less smarts mm-hmm. i don't know um you've got just all of these things that add into it like there's one thing I read was like these these all of these types m- play into making the word dragon like a taxonomic rank like the order class <laughs> yeah. rather than like species or genus. Mm-hmm. So like by this other like a- any other like reptilian or avian like mixed mythological creatures uh would fall under this category too. So like sea serpents, like the the basilisk which we talked about. Uh the uh Quetzalcoatl, so, which I may not be saying that right. I always forget how to say that one. Um, they could just be, what? Quetzalcoatl? Quex? Quetzalcoatl? Sure. Hmm. <laughs> I for, I looked it up and I forgot. We um, live in America. We, and I'm so sorry. That's where I'm, that's from. I'm really sorry. Uh, <laughs> but like, anyways, th- this type of thing could still be considered a dragon, which I have a, a list of stories and stuff that we can go through, and some of them big are not umbrella. dragon. Yeah, big, again, big, big, scaly umbrella. Um, and then there's, like, the the variants that are, like, offset by uh, one type of a thing, so, like, a dra- draculich, so, like, an undead dragon. Um, uh-huh. a, a humanoid bone with- dragon. A bone dragons, yeah, like, a humanoid with draconic ancestry, th- like, like, dragonborn style bone thing from, like, dragon. D&D. Uh, Hydra with, like, the many heads, like I said, sea serpents. Um, like a kaiju, I mean, in some respects. Hell yeah, got <laughs> You start Zula. getting there. Um, like, uh, sh- shoulder dragons, even in, like I said, like in, in, uh, like pet style, like on the, on the shoulder. Swamp dragon and, um, uh... yeah. Some, you've got, like, this wide variety between, I, are they demonic? Are they divine? Are they fey? Like... Are they just animals? Are they just animals, you know? There's so many cool, like, weird things that are involved, like the, the... Um, seahorses are involved yeah. in some, like I said, like seahorses in, in Japanese They've got lore the and maybe dragon. elsewhere, but the Japanese word for seahorse, which is Tatsuno Otsushigo, literally it means dragon's bastard child. <laughs> so, oh. and there are some, there are some lore where seahorses transform into dragons, like that's, they grow up to be a dragon, um, which is the same thing as like, there's the carp, like a giant carp. They have this, um, basically, you know, the wild version of goldfish, which are, you know, but like carp have, you know, they jump, they're big, they're, you know, they've got, they get really old, they live for a long time. And so there's tied into that that uh there are magic carp that... into gyarados pipeline yeah yes exactly exactly but like they if they 
in like in actual lore like they they live so long that eventually they can jump over a waterfall and they become a dragon and that's to be so fair, cool i love that i also love the element of like them living a long time because they can live a long time and mm-hmm. they can grow depending on food sources yes exactly uh, which i love as a apparently that's a general um cold-blooded creature thing to do that they uh rather than growing constantly and that growth sometimes being stunted with warm-blooded, cold-blooded creatures can kind of go dormant in a way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably a huge oversimplification. But oh, Well, to- I mean, yeah. <laughs> We're not experts on any front here. <laughs> but I do love that version of in a story I read. Oh, God, what was it? But it, it posited that, oh, there's one adult dragon because the rest of the dragons don't mature as long as there's yeah. one using up all those resources. That's blah, really blah, cool. Blah. I love that. Which is a good, is a fun explanation for why there's not like a ton of huge dragons. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> they have to like adapt that. to their environment style thing. Exactly. My God, bone dragons just look so freaking cool. Really? Yeah, really cool. How are they even being held together? Do they make sound magic noises? Maybe. Noses. Yeah, right. They, you've got spooky, scary skeletons. <laughs> that, that, like, the, they make a court. Yeah, the uh, marimba sounds every time they go anywhere. Um, you had mentioned earlier uh, Marduk and Tiamat, um, yep. which is the a part of the Babylonian uh, creation story like of, of these two, is where Tiamat is the dragon of chaos and the dragon of the sea, um, and Marduk overcomes Tiamat um, by splitting her body into two hearts, uh, two parts, oh, yeah. and made the sky, the stars, and the sun and the moon with one half and the earth with the other, which is so sick. I love creation myths and like how things... Uh, like gigantic creatures, like creatures that are that large, yeah. that their bodies make, like they become where we live. Like that is yeah, like the coolest a shit. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Like big, big is the sky. Uh, bigger, like the or the the universe inside a frog, like that kind of a thing. Exactly. I love that. I love universe it. That's so good. Um, and another. This is another like adjacent, but still based on the definition, could be considered dragon. Uh. In Hindu mythology, Nagas, um, oh, well, yeah. Hindu and other parts of Asian, are they sometimes get called dragons, even though they're more like you know serpent deity style stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But people have drawn a lot of parallels between Chinese dragons and Nagas um, because they're like both associated with weather and like uh, they are these supernaturally powerful things with these long snake like bodies. Um, so some people will overlap. They're not the same at all, but you know you've got based on the our really loose umbrella here, they technically kind of fit underneath it um i'm a fan of there should be a club for all of the kind of unattractive centaurs and uh (laughs) chimera in history like the version of a naga or a dragon where it's just the head of a person on a serpentine body (laughs) it's spooky (laughs) or mostly a dragon but from like the pelvis down it's just a pair of human legs i love that i mean that's is that just a dragonborn (laughs) I think that is Trogdor and also Dragonborn. There you go, yeah. <laughs> um, in, in in more snake, we've already we've already talked actually about the Rainbow Serpent, um, the Aboriginal Australian uh, story. Oh yeah, um, we did. It sometimes gets called a dragon too. Same as the Naga, though. It's more of a snake god, snake mm-hmm. uh, deity, snake you know entity. Um, but you know, again, big scaled creature that has associations with the earth. It really, Dragons like it's not cool. not a dragon, but you know, umbrella. 
Um, there's a lot of fairy tales in southern Italy, specifically, or especially Sicily. Um, that is, this is a bunch of little stories about uh, Babo Drago, Papa Dragon, and Mama Drago, Dragon. Mama Dragon. Um, and they're, they're, these dragons specifically more fall on the archetype uh, of like the classic fairy tale ogre. So like they eat people and they want to collect treasures and they have a little bit of magic. Um, but there's a story like like stuff like like a Mama Draga pretends to be like a, oh I need help. I need help. I need a, I need someone uh, lovely to come and and help me. And while she's also like hiding this her long uh, black hair uh, like hairy tail under her bed. Like while she's just like oh woe is me. Like someone like that kind of that kind of a story. But they are dragons. Like it's that they're I guess people sized maybe. I love that. Um, we've got uh, I mean it appears in it, it appears in like all all lore. Like Beowulf kills a dragon and then dies of its venom. Spoils for Beowulf, I guess. Um, there's in Norse mythology, uh, Fafnir was a man who turned himself into this mighty, huge, gigantic uh, serpent dragon. Um, that was either like kind of just like a snake because I don't think it had limbs or wings. <laughs> Uh, but he wanted to guard this this huge treasure um and in uh it, also in Norse mythology in the Battle of Ragnarok Thor dies of poison breath by this world serpent um I mean but only after he you know kills him so it's there's a lot of stories about people killing kind of dragons and then murder. dying immediately yeah it's a mutual murder it's there's the, a lot of stories of like the the, the body of the mechanism dragon is of so, you're going to regret eating me yeah right yeah the body of the dragon is so poisonous like the dragon parts you know that exact that exact concept where you touch the blood the breath afterwards and it gets you <laughs> i i'm sorry i got really distracted by uh people know about trogdor right trogdor the burninator from homestar runner he has a video game yeah i think so trogdor was a man <laughs> but uh there's the Original strong bad email. I was just rem- remembering, and I forgot how detailed the Homestar Runner wiki is. That it has a picture of all of the here be all the dragons found in the realm of Homestar Runner. Looking at this, I'm like, wow, this so has so defined me and Jack's sense of humor. Oh my god, <laughs> beautiful! Look at him. I love him. Nice what strong. a good hat. Yeah, it floats. <laughs> Uh, let's see, what do we got? Uh, oh, I had said, uh, the Quetzalcoatl, uh, earlier, the Aztec myth, myth, uh, is also sometimes called a dragon. Again, more of a snake deity, but it is Mm -hmm. specifically, it's a feathered serpent. Um, and there are modern, uh, designs that have, like, the snake with wings and, like, big hair. Um, (laughs) but older depictions are, like, the wingless serpent with feathers kind of a thing. Again, umbrella. (laughs) We are loose, loose sense. Um... There is a, a medieval German epic called uh, Nibelungenlied. Um, Ooh. It's, yeah, it's this... Put a little uh, more mustard on that and have a second go. I just want to ne- hear it Nibel- from you. Nibelungenlied? Lied? Well, let's say it's, it'd be... It's I thought second, so lead. Yeah. You sp- speak some German. Yeah, I do. Nibe- Nibelungenlied. I just wanted to hear it with I actually mustard. Yes, <laughs> Nibelungenlied. <laughs> there you go. That's that's a mild mustard. I might have had. I can't remember what this with what this uh, diptong sounds like, but that's fine. The, the point still stands. There you go. Um, there is a uh, hero named Siegfried or uh, Sigurd. Uh, he kills a dragon who guards this huge, massive treasure. Um, mm. 
and when he notices that the dragon's blood, it kind of, it made his skin, like, rock oh. hard. Um, and so he bathes in this blood, uh, g- gaining, like, near invulnerability. He's got this, like, scale. one of the dragon pretending to be a dwarf? Uh, maybe. That's something that has happened, uh, in, that, that, that was, um, I There's... think... That's a, 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 a related story. Okay, I believe, yes. Yes, that the is something. The name figured the dragon blood. Yes, it yeah, yeah. This, I, think this is an, I think this is an alternate version of the same legend, actually. Nice. Um, like I said earlier, the Philip, there was the, the Filipino dragon type that was crocodiles. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, there is the closest thing to like a, you know, whatever, a, a mythos that exists across like again, none of this is is homogenous. All of these are you know small things that exist everywhere. Um, that crocodiles, specifically gigantic saltwater like crocodiles that are on land, um, were seen as like powerful nature spirits or deities that were attuned to water. Um, that they had like spirits with them. That they were dragons. You know that was at one point the the Tagalog word for crocodile was frequently used as a synonym for dragon in, like, older texts, which is very cool. Like, the, that that crossover of, yes, this thing exists and I can see it. Obviously, dragons are real. Like, it's so good. I love that. I have terrible news. Uh, it's your- actually happened in 2015, but I only learned about it recently, which was a hundred-year-old crocodile uh, died because he ate too many chickens that people gave him. <laughs> But he was very large, and I just love the apex predator shape of flat. It's <laughs> very good. He went out doing what he loved, I guess. It's great. In Welsh mythology, um, there is a god. God, do I don't actually know. I don't know how to do Welsh, but D E W I Dewi mustard. Uh, I don't know. I don't know Welsh. Um, takes the form of a giant dragon. Um, like the oh. kind of like Western, think Western visual. Um, and Welsh dragons uh, is it, have is the red dragon Merlin's child? Ah, uh, perhaps. Um, <laughs> I, the, what I know about red dragons is that it, uh, Welsh dragons have red and white dragons. Um, nice. Uh, red, the red dragon is kind of again like the Western, think the Western kind. Um, and the white doesn't have legs. Um, but it's usually, it's thought, sort of accepted that the red dragon was symbolic of the indigenous Britons and the white dragon represented the Anglo-Saxons. Um, but Welsh dragons love mead, uh, and, uh, they're, they're, they have this, like, horrible, like, yell, roar type of a thing that can cause natural disasters. So, like, instead of, like, a weapon like a breath weapon which maybe they also have i don't actually know Ooh, they have they have this cry that causes natural disasters um and like animal death and they kill plants and miscarriages in women it's like very brutal but this all, yeah, all that's, that's kind of their thing everyone hates those <laughs> those are when you want things that are evil those are the crowd pleasers what's the opposite of a crowd pleaser uh wet blanket i don't know <laughs> What a wet blanket. All of those <laughs> miscarriages and animal deaths. Yeah. Uh, rough. Um, let's see what I've got. I've got... Party pooper. Yeah, party pooper. There you go. Um, 
uh, Armenian dragons. Uh, there are a lot of Armenian dragon stories. Um, they they're sometimes called, I believe, Vishaps. Um, they could control the weather. They have also same thing, poisonous blood. Um, they these ones specifically have stories about dipping weapons in it to be like fatal to the touch. Yeah. Um, very mountain trending, like they live in, in the mountains. Um, they shape shift in humans in some myths. Um, there is an Armenian god uh, known as the Dragon Reaper and slate dragons, Ooh. which is really cool. I love that name. Very, very good. Um, we've got... Oh, jeez. We start getting the French. Hello, French. Oh, boy. The French have, um, again, loosely, loosely under this umbrella, have this, like, monster of a, like, partially oh. serpent, partially snail with this huge mouth that's full of hairy, stretchy tentacles. <laughs> it's the Lou Carlo. Lou Carlo. Um, they, the French also gave us the Tarasque. Yes, that's what I was thinking of, sorry. Which is the six-legged turtle monster. Yeah, with, like, a lion head. Oh, my head. God. Yeah. Um, uh, and then we have, uh, the French also gave us Peluda, which was a survivor of Noah's Flood. They just kind of hung out and lived. It had cool. a snake head's turtle's feet and a body covered in venomous quills that it would, like, throw at enemies. Which Hell is... Oh, yeah. <laughs> the French had it, had a lot going on. Um, and they also, and then the French, we've talked about this before, the Gargui... Gargui... The, the serpent that gushed water from its mouth, like we talked about gargoyles, the gargle mm -hmm. to, you know, bleh, <laughs> water, bleh. I really get the sense that living in France for a certain period of time just sucked I, in such yeah, a big way. honestly. Like, it I was mostly <sighs> just starvation and getting killed by wolves. Yeah, yeah. The Sorry, French had France. a lot going on. Sorry, France. Yeah, all of all of the French examples I found were so like they're like, yeah, this kind could count as a dragon, but it's a big turtle. I'm like, all right, I'll take it. <laughs> We've Mega got. Let's... Sorry, I was reading about Komodo dragons uh, from Indonesia. Uh, they like all things considered, they seem pretty chill. But yeah, uh, I just enjoy that they tend to use discarded discarded nests from other animals that's kind of like hey <laughs> very uh why not what not not kookaburra uh economical oh no cuckoos? no the, yeah yeah very cuckoo bird yeah yeah although they are abandoned nests they're not uh breed par brood uh, parasites i think is the word I see. yeah but still it's an still economical good. uh way to live <laughs> I don't know about oh. you, but I've never built the house that I also live in. That's, so you know, that's true. Yeah, we just move right in. Uh, <laughs> shout out to the household. Oh, hello. Um, speaking on on the topic of of animals that are dragon esque, <laughs> Pliny the Elder, as he has about most Pliny things, the Elder was had, a dragon. Was it was a dragon? No, had things to say about dragons. Um, he his whole pitch was that. India and Africa had dragons. Mm -hmm. They had dragons that killed elephants. Mm. That would, like, wrap them all up and crush them like a big uh, snake, which... You know, it would the the his his reading is that the typical result is that the dragon would collapse on top of the constricting dragons, killing both. I was like, wow, okay, <laughs> you live to die. Um, but it's kind of people are kind of like, uh, Pliny was probably just grossly exaggerating. Um, rock pythons. <laughs> oh, that's cool. 
<laughs> which is really great. funny. Snakes I think are cool, snakes yeah. are cute. I mean, I, would pr- I could probably be killed by any number of snakes, but that's true for most animals. That's fair. I had, uh, as a, I don't know if you knew this, as a kid, we, we had, there were lots of garter snakes in, like, yeah. and we would just, like, collect them. We would go find them and just, like, have handfuls of snakes and put them in a bucket and then, like, hang out with them and then release them at the end of the day. When I worked at the Cave of the Mounds, there would be milk snakes. And I thought they were really cute because they would try their best to bite you, but their teeth are so... <laughs> they don't. They can't, yeah. That it's just like... Um, wow. This, uh, a pox it. upon you, giant. Yeah, removing exactly. me from this cave. Exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, I think I only have like two more. We'll speed run these and then we can do pop culture and then get out of here because this is a long one. Um, he <laughs> uh, the Jersey Devil is sometimes described as a little dragon. Oh. It's like a vaguely, we should do an episode on the Jersey Devil at some point, but it's kind of like this vaguely, like humanoid-ish creature with like a snake's tail, kangaroo body, cow hooves, and a horse's head, and may or may nice. not have fur. But for some reason, dragon. Joy-fee. I love it. I think it's scaled. That might be why. Um, and anything then, can be a dragon if you any, try Anything enough. can be a dragon, yeah. Um, and we knew this was going to be a big topic. I just like to expand all of it because this yes. is so funny that all of these it's technically could be dragons. Yeah. Um, the, this is, this is a Wild West story, like, the Wild West kind of early days of, of, yeah, the tombstone monster, um, reportedly, uh, I mean, was, they thought they killed this thing, this, these ranchers killed this thing near Tombstone. They said it was a 90 foot long alligator (laughs) with featherless wings. Um, Holy shit. Yeah. They, famously desert alligators. Desert alligators. They've kind of been now associated with uh pterosaurus the pterosaurus and mm. kind of um they did kind of then become part of like the the modern thunderbird folklore which is not it is distinct and different and not the same as the native american like indigenous thunderlore folklore that is not the same they have different the same name unfortunately but in mm-hmm. the same area different totally different things but the tombstone monster <laughs> 90 foot alligator i mean what a place to do your business i would probably be pretty cool if i lived near a place called like murder hole right yeah like, exactly get, just get rowdy why not do anything there and become known as the blank of murder hole <laughs> totally i love that the creature of murderville do you think Very that there's cool. a place named just a second there is a murder murder hole beach uh, <laughs> The murder murder hole monster. It's in Ireland. Murder hole sea monster. Oh, speaking of, sorry, great segue. Uh, I found someone. I read this might be a bold claim, but I did also didn't see anything that there are apparently no known instances of dragons in Irish and Scottish legend. What? Like, despite having so much overlap with like not even a murder English hole? and Welsh and stuff like that, like they don't they don't have a specific dragon. I think that's Dang. cool. That is yeah. cool. Murder hole. Fun. I thought that m- might have something to do with a great disappointment as an adult is learning that the whole thing with St. Patrick was just a metaphor for anti-Semitism. Ugh. Can't and have that's anything. that's a bummer. Yeah. If something's popular and has been for a long time, you can almost entirely assume that it's based in something horrible. Yep. I love that. On that note... um. Our favorite segment. Can they get it? I mean, look, yes. You've been on the internet. <laughs> yes, you know correct. that there are legions of monster fuckers out there. Yes. And they come in so many forms, it would be just completely uh, presumptuous to say no, no dragon can get it under our umbrella. I'm sure at least some of them can get it. It's 
truly awful. <laughs> the things that you can accidentally stumble into. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, well, yeah. 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 People really want to bone down on these big, scaly boys. I know they do. All kinds, Oof. too. That, well, that was probably the easiest can they get it corner. Can Oh, yeah, totally. Like, no, yeah, no question. Hands down, they can't get it. If you're in a room with 10 people, at least one of those people probably wants to do a dragon. Yeah. Statistics. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Donkey from Shrek, who was a rep- oh, yeah. dragon fucker representation in mainstream media. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. And they had Anyways, those horrible yeah. chimeric little babies. Yeah. See, those are, those are true dragons. Those are the little chimeric things. That's, that's, that's a dragon. That's a dragon. Anyways, thank you for this topic, Burn. This was your idea, I believe, and it's oh, and no. this was very fun. This is very I fun. I choose not to remember that and to That's blame right. it on you. All right, I'll take it. Uh, yeah, it was fun. Um, let's. I will speed run our last two corners, and we can get out of here because I was I was worried we I didn't know how long this episode was gonna go. I was like, this is either gonna be a two parter, or we're somehow gonna generalize too much and not have an episode. <laughs> I'm not having an episode. Anyways, tabletop corner. Tabletop, yes. Just yes, all of them. Like Yes, all of it. So if it's if it's at in any way fantasy, there's a dragon involved. That's I'm just not even I'm not even gonna do that. Um pop culture. Obviously this is a not an entire list. I just grabbed a few things. I'm gonna run through as fast as I can. Here we go. Hellboy, Saga, Superman Comics, Mulan, Ryan the Last Dragon, Sleeping Beauty, Shrek, Sword in the Stone, How to Train Your Dragon, Quest for Camelot, Bleach, Digimon, Dungeon Meshi, Dragon Ball, Inuasha, Spirited Away, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pete's Dragon, Lord of the Rings, Never Ending Story, Star Wars. Um, there's a Russian fantasy film called Ilya Muromets, mm-hmm. uh, Thieves World, Myth Adventures, Camp Half-Blood Series, Dragonology, uh, Narnia, Conan the Barbarian, Discworld, The Divine Comedy, Don's Inferno. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit. Uh, Buffy. Um, Dragons, a fantasy made real, uh, Game of Thrones, Merlin, <laughs> Power Rangers, Super Sentai, Ark, Baldur's Gate, Candy Crush, apparently has a dragon in it, uh, Dark oh. Souls, Destiny, Dragon Age, Elder Scrolls, Final Fantasy, Fire Emblem, The Zelda series, Minecraft, Monster Hunter, Subnautica, The Witcher, Homestar Runner, Homestuck, Kick, Kill Six Billion Demons, Penny Arcade, Adventure Time, Avatar Lost Airbender, American Dragon, Jake Long, Dragon Prince, Dragon Tail, and Hilda. Are you just listing everything that's ever been on the internet? I was as fast as I could. I have, there was, I do little sections. There was comics and anime and I'm obligated book. to mention, because I'm currently rereading a Discworld book with dragons in it. Yes. Uh, where dragons are so entirely magical that it requires, like, concentration to keep them Ooh. corporeal. In, uh, oh, that's cool. In the color of magic, the dragon riders have to be conscious in order to fly their dragons because if they pass out, the dragon disappears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really cool. Oh, yeah. I love that. That's I really forgot fancy. what the explanation is in guards, guards, but you know. Yeah. Dragon, big. Dragon. Dragon, big. Mythological. In Final Fantasy XIV, they're uh, technically extraterrestrials. Whoa, that's cool. Yep. Uh, dragon dragons were my big like my my big love. I was a dragon girl as a kid, like a horse girl. I was I liked I was really into like cats cats and dogs. Obviously, I was like obsessed with them. Lived on a farm, but I was also like fucking dragons, bro. Like I said, writing in dragon dragons. like messages to my friends. Loved. I drew dragons. Like some of my earliest art that I still have is like pencil drawing pencil drawings of dragons, dragons that I are taped so cool. to stuff. My dad, yeah. uh, I. I feel like uh, it's actually a lot. My dad, before he worked as a lawyer, he, well, during, at some point, he, uh, he's an artist, just not, <laughs> yeah. he worked as an, ad, as like an ad artist in 
Switzerland for a while. Whoa. I think that's the only time he did it professionally. But he draws some hella good dragons. And Whoa. the al- album, the episode art is actually based on a drawing of his that was always hanging oh. up of a man and woman having tea with a dragon. I love that. That's really pleasant. Yeah. That's super cool. I love that. Let's go out on that. Guy loves dragons. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Yes. That's good. That's a beautiful ending. I love that. Um, thank you all so much for joining us for another episode of Stone Houses. Um, our next goes, episode goes up whenever we feel like it. Yeah. Um, sorry for this schedule, but you know, episodes are happening and I'm really excited about that. Uh, so we'll keep putting them out as we do. I haven't even edited the last one we did, but we <laughs> will. Like it's, they exist and I, that makes me happy. So this is, I believe this is like our 40th episode. Like that's really cool. I oh, love that wild. for us. Thank you for listening. Um, it's just, I, it's I love the show. I love doing this. <laughs> Me too. I feel like we do need to get back on a schedule because I yeah. forgot how to talk. I yeah, that's me too. Like I think this was better than the last one though. I will say that. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like I said a lot of nonsense. Nah, that's I mean that's what this show's for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in, in other other closing things, we'd like to thank Miles Mercury for our intro and outro music at Thanks, Miles Mercury M I L E S M O R K R I on Twitter and same spelling to find and support their music. Um, if you enjoyed what you heard today, uh, please share, show the friend, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, really means a lot to us and actually really helps the podcast be found by uh, other people on the hosting sites because it tells those sites that we are worth it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, sharing and leaving reviews and talking about our show is always helpful and it just, you know, makes us happy. Um, you can follow us and check us out at StonehousesCast on Twitter and Instagram for updates on the show, previews on uh, art for stuff, and afterwards I'll always post uh, references uh, to things that we talked about. Thank you to everyone who's been listening and has, you know, been talking about us. We had a very sweet, I don't know if we talked about it in the last episode because it's been two months to record it, had a, uh, made a TikTok f- for us um, being very sweet uh, about you know missing the show and hoping that we'd get back to it soon which was like the week after we had recorded last our last episode so uh blowing a kiss to you that was beautiful um (laughs) you can you too can post about us and tag us at stonehouses cast or using hashtag stonehouses cast so we can see it and appreciate you and we can all be hang out under this loosely dragonoid umbrella together i love that (laughs) <laughs> um, this has been Stone Houses, an amateur guide to fiction, fable, and folklore. I'm Caitlin Bruder. And I'm Burn Maker. Until next time. We'll see you eventually. Bye! Farewell! <laughs> eventually! <laughs> Bye! Bye. <laughs>